Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi, everybody. This is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to another episode of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, taking you back to where it all began. And on this episode, I have a very special guest, Kenny Marks who many of you know from his numerous radio hits in the 1980s. Kenny was born November 6, 1950, in Detroit, Michigan. He studied classical piano as a kid, learned to play guitar when he was 13, and has subsequently performed on six of the seven continents worldwide over his 40 years in music. His family came from Yugoslavia with the surname Makrovic. But for the new world, a new name had to be found, and that's how he came to be known as Kenny Marks. His driving rock with shades of Bruce Springsteen and Brian Adams is music with heart, passion, and energy, expressing songs that relate to everyday life. Kenny says that his music is vertical with a horizontal connection. In my first interview segment with Kenny, he shared with me his time of paying his dues on the road long before getting a record deal. Full circle. You know, I kind of was doing my own thing. I, I, I had enough spunk, I guess, or uh, nerve to get up in front of people and try to do something that was creative and expressive. And and it kind of grew from there. Then I got my degree. My degree's in behavioral science, which helps understand people's heads and hearts. And and then uh, graduated in 72, and then from 72 to 78, all I did was sing all over America, and I started to travel outside of America without a record deal. And then moved to Nashville in 78. I was here three months, and Mike Blanton uh, signed me to a record deal with Word. And that just started a whole another layer of uh, exciting work and ministry. And I started writing my own music then. Starting this episode from his debut album called Follow Him on Murr Records in 1982, here's Kenny Marks with Ringing the Bells. I'm ringing the bell of freedom Tell you what it's all about Yes, I'm singing a song about Jesus Let it sing out in the air While I'm ringing the bell about my sweet Lord Let it ring out everywhere While I've heard the bells of Boston Where freedom had its start And I've heard the bells of Westminster Hall Man, it really touched my heart And I've heard the bells in a country church In the hills of Tennessee But when I heard the bell of Jesus Let it ring and set me free Hear the bells that have just begun Ringing out for the Holy One Hear the bells ringing out the news Get the freedom that you can't refuse Hear the bells, oh let them ring Well I've heard the bells of that great big band And I've heard them at St. Paul's And I've heard 
Kenny Marks, bringing in this episode of Full Circle Jesus Music with Ringing the Bells. Now, I caught up with Kenny recently and was invited over to his house, and over a cup of some great coffee, we had a chance to talk about those early years of the Jesus Movement. In our conversation, Kenny recalled his musical beginnings, his first big break, and a mentor who helped him along the way. Well, at 13, I really started playing the guitar. Um, prior to that, I was on the piano bench, which was very helpful, but uh, I studied with an old Polish woman who uh, gave us lessons. All Me and my two sisters, we all had piano lessons with her. But then guitar really kind of opened things up. And uh, I started a band in high school, and we were in the high school talent show, and we won the grand prize, and we started doing gigs around, and it was kind of like a mixture of folk and rock and, you know, that kind of thing. And so by the time I graduated from high school in 68, which just seems so long ago, Jerry, <laughs> by, by the time I graduated from high school and I was ready to go to college, uh, I went to college on the East Coast and arrived from Detroit to Philadelphia. And within a couple of weeks, I was playing in coffee houses. And, you know, that, that's the way it was, wasn't it, back then, that if you had some talent and if you were a little bit connected through the churches or whatever you could get some great opportunities in 1969 i was uh in college i was a sophomore and i got a call and it was billy graham billy graham's office they were getting ready to do the big madison square garden crusade and you see while you guys were on the west coast doing your thing we were on the east coast which was a really tough field East Coast was hard, and there were very few guys like me. I mean, on the West Coast, you know you know who was out there. Keith was out there, and, and Larry Norman, and, and Randy Stonehill, and all those guys. But on the East Coast, it was a tough field. But there were a few of us that were doing it. And uh, one of the biggest first opportunities I had was to sing in Madison Square Garden with Billy Graham in 1969. And that kind of launched me as an East Coast troubadour-type guitar player guy who knew how to string two words together and sing a few songs that talked about faith. Uh, during that time, one of the most powerful mentors in my life was a man named Dr. Ross Rhodes. Ross uh, is, just had his 80th birthday, but he was a wonderful small evangelist in Philadelphia who gave me a lot of opportunity to travel with him. 
And that's where I started to really kind of get my head on my shoulders and learn how to communicate. I had so many wonderful opportunities, and I could see how music and the word and how really good communication uh, touched people's lives. Just like Billy Graham, who used the ultra call song, Just As I Am, during his crusades, Kenny Marks was inspired by the song to create his own ultra call number that became a hit for him in November of 1984. With the title track to his sophomore album, Kenny Marks, Right Where You Are. You say it's all but over You say there's no use in trying You say he'll never The tears start falling He knows the reason Long before You turn and find He's been with you All the time Yeah, Right Where You Are was a monster song. It, w- it was a number one song. 
it really communicated for me the basic sense that no matter where you've been, no matter where you're going, no matter what's happening in your life, you know, the Lord is is there. He's with you. And, uh, and I think in communicating to people, if they can just understand, you know, God loves you and he cares about you. He cares about the, the details of your life and he sees your heart. I love Philippians 4, 5, and 6 that, you know, don't be anxious for anything because God sees what you're going through. And right where you are, that song really expressed uh, in a powerful way how God has his hand on us. And it doesn't matter where we've been, where we're going, no matter where your heart is strayed, because our hearts stray and because we're just people, but he's with us all the way. And a very simple but powerful song, and I went on to sing that thing all over the world on six continents. Hi, this is Kenny Marks, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, and we're taking you back to where it all began. This is Jerry Bryant, and you heard from Kenny regarding his spiritual mentors, but next, he recounted for me those musicians who he looked up to along the way, including Steve Camp. Steve was a Chicago guy, I was a Detroit guy, and um, Steve was a a guy I would run into all the time, whether we were doing camps or, or universities or colleges or whatever. Keith Thomas was a new producer who had come to Nashville and was so gifted. And uh, Neil Joseph, who was a big guy at Word at that time, put me with Keith, and it was a terrific experience doing two records in a row with Keith, who went on to do Amy Grant and a lot of other big, big things. Uh, a terrific, terrific talent. And um, Larry Norman had some influence on me. I'd say Keith had some influence on me. And, um, of course, the Beatles and Bob Dylan, that was that whole thing in the early 60s. One of the things that drove Kenny and many of the other artists from those early Jesus Movement days to do what they did was an honest passion for the lost and lonely. They were also spiritually well-equipped to be ministers of God's Word as they spent numerous hours studying the Bible. Some bands even required all the members to go through training courses before going out on the road. Some who don't know Kenny's background might think he was an overnight sensation, but it took a good 10 years on the road for him to hone his own brand of ministry and share the things that God had put on his heart. For Kenny, it was all about ministry, as he explained in this next segment of my interview with him. Yeah, all about ministry. It was all about what can these songs do to touch people. And that's the power of music. That's that, And Christian music, that's what it makes, makes it so special because it's really about that. I used to have a theory. It was more than a theory. It was like a philosophy of my work. And Jerry, I called it my five E's, five things that began with the letter E that I wanted to accomplish in with my music and in front of people. The first thing was to be an entertainer. I thought it was important to stand up there and show people a good time. And certainly if anyone was not a believer or didn't have any background of faith, if, if at least you could communicate them to them in an entertaining way, you'd had a, a shot at it. So I, my first E was entertain. My second E was to encourage people, build them up. They should feel better having come to this concert that night than if they didn't. My third E was enlighten. 
I wanted to enlighten people, open a, a door or a window of faith and let them see that, you know, God really does care about them. The uh, first E, entertain, encourage, enlighten. Fourth E, I wanted to enhance the work of the church because it was through the church and it's always been through uh, God's people in the church where his ministry is seen most effectively. And then the fifth E was to enlist people. So with those five things, at least I had a focus that I could go, okay, how am I going to entertain, encourage, enlighten, enlist, and enhance, spread the word with these five E's? How can I do it in a way that's musical that really kind of touches people on a real level? And that was helpful for me. And I thought that was pretty intelligent. I thought it was pretty uh, good to have that kind of focus rather than just, hey, I sing, I play guitar, and that's it. No, I needed more than that. Keep me straight.
Kenny Marks with the song Soul Reviver, which landed on the top 40 CCM charts at number 35 on April Fool's Day of 1986. But knowing Kenny, he would just laugh and paraphrase the writings of the Apostle Paul, who spoke numerous times about using foolish things, speaking of himself, to confound the wise in regards to the truth about Jesus and all that he had to say. Now earlier, Kenny spoke about those Christian musicians who had an influence on him, but he met one who became a good friend, and he was not even from this neck of the woods. Well, Garth was a wonderful friend that I met in the early 70s in England, in London. I, of course, went on to sing at Greenbelt many, many times. I did a concert at Greenbelt with U2 in their early days. <laughs> so, But Garth was a, a, a kind of a folky out of London who had a really good head on his shoulders. We became instant friends. He was a very thoughtful, important guy in the British music scene at that time. He's gone on to be a vicar in the Church of England, and you know what he does now? He does peace missions uh, to try to get uh, things in the Middle East sorted out. So he's a really good man of God. He was a wonderful friend. I would stay in his home all the time when I was in London. So, With a song that was a favorite at those early Greenbelt Jesus Music Festivals held at the grounds of Odell Castle in Bedfordshire, England. Here's Garth Hewitt along with some slide guitar help from his producer, Bryn Hayworth. Get up and dance. There was a lame man by the roadside Begging for a bite to eat When along came the healer He said, get up, move those feet Get up and dance, get up and dance Get up and dance When the Lord, He 
stand in awe before him. Then we dance around his throne. Get up and dance. 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 Let's see you dance. Get Up and Dance. From Garth Hewitt's 1976 album, Love Song for the Earth. Stay tuned for more of my interview with Kenny Marks, an amazing artist from early days of CCM. Now, if you'd like to hear more of Kenny's songs, you can replay my last episode of Full Circle where I feature the classic songs from the fictional characters of Johnny and Jeannie, which Kenny was best known for. Go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Check out the playlist for that episode and give it a listen. That's Full Circle Jesus Music. And if you can help out by financially underwriting future Full Circle episodes, there's a PayPal button on the website where you can help. Thanks. Full Circle. Full Circle. Full Circle. Full Circle. Hi, this is Kenny Marks, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Welcome back. If you're just joining me, you're listening to Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, taking you back to the beginnings of what you now know as contemporary Christian music, or CCM for short. This is Jerry Bryant, and I've been talking to my special guest, Kenny Marks, who got his start in the early days of the Jesus movement, but didn't record an album until the genre started to gain a larger audience. This was due to the fact that more and more radio stations were finally willing to play this new popular Christ-centered music on their airwaves instead of strictly limiting it to preaching and teaching programs. You know, I've done numerous interviews in my 40 years of radio ministry, and rarely do I run into the vulnerability of someone willing to talk about the hard times and downfalls of one's life. But in this next interview segment, Kenny really opens up about how those songs that he wrote have come back to him in ways he could have never imagined when he penned them all those years ago. You know, I became known for a guy that wrote songs about relationships, and that was my focus. I really wanted the body of my work to have some key central element that was consistent, and so it was relationships. I wrote songs like The Party's Over that talked about kids having sex and, and marriages falling apart. I wrote a song called The White Dress, which was just very, very powerful about divorce and abandonment. I wrote a song called Say a Prayer for Me Tonight about a young man I had met who committed suicide. So these real life things that are in front of all of us all the time, 
um, I felt like it was something I could hang my hat on, and so I started to write about it. It wasn't until many years later that I started to experience some of that same difficulty. I was married for 24 years to Pam, wonderful woman, we're friends, and she lives here in town in Nashville. And and after 24 years, uh, our marriage fell apart. And that hurt, and that was really rough. And I started to look at my own life, and I, wait a minute, Kenny, you're the guy that's writing about all this relationship stuff, and you can't keep your own marriage on, on track. That was rough. And I think, for me, that journey, as painful as it has been, it teaches you a lot of stuff, a lot of things that that are much, much deeper in the end. Anybody that's listening today that's going through a difficult time in their relationships, or maybe you have abandonment issues from your growing up, or maybe you feel like no one is going to be faithful or love you, uh, we all go through that. And God's arms of love, forgiveness, acceptance, His redemption, His salvation wrap around all of us, and uh, there's a real comfort there, real strength there. Will there be fallout? Will there be details that we have to kind of deal with? Will we have to learn how to grow up? Yeah, all kinds of things, but God's faithful again, because He's right where we are. And here's one of those songs that Kenny mentioned that he wrote with his former wife, Pam, 25 years ago, called White Dress. She wore a white dress And a rainbow ribbon in her hair One candle burns on her birthday cake Mom and Dad are there Wishing they could be like her without a care She wore a pink dress To her school on the very first day Mom and Dad drove her there And they cried as they drove away Tears for her But more tears for yesterday She wore a blue dress Thing or two 
not your fault that he went away There was nothing you could do And please believe me when I say There's nothing wrong with you She wore a white dress One candle burns as it did before Her baby smiles at the sad old man Standing at the door He said, I don't know What I ever left here for Well, I can't stay long But I wanna say A certain thing or two Since I've been gone My world's been gray The color stayed with you And before he left He laid a gift On baby's little bed Inside they found A rainbow dress Of white, pink, blue Kenny Marks, White Dress, from his album Make It Right, the first of the last four songs on this particular episode that we're going to be featuring from the 1987 Dayspring Records release. Now, we just heard Kenny open up to us about some of the setbacks in his personal life, and now he shares with us about a physical setback that he had. You know, I... uh I've always considered myself vain enough to take care of myself and to try to be in pretty good physical condition. But I had a massive heart attack and it ended up uh, putting me in intensive cardiac intensive care on life support for 27 days. Um, during that time, I had a about 12 to 10% heart function and that's at death's door. After 27 days on life support, they began to see that, well, maybe this guy can survive, but he won't do it unless he gets a heart transplant or quintuple bypass. I had quintuple bypass. I was in the hospital 45 days, uh, and I came through that uh, out the other end. I'm a guy who would have never expected to get hit with that kind of physical problem. That is very, very challenging. for me, it was so devastating. Whenever you're in the hospital for an extended period of time, it's a very dangerous situation. Because not only are you there because of the heart attack, like I was, but there's other things that can start to happen. And so for me, I needed to kind of take inventory on that, see what it meant to how am I going to turn my life around physically and to get back whatever I've got in store whatever God's plan for me was and it was a really big challenge and I don't know I think health issues can be just so overwhelming to people when when you get sick there's a real almost inevitably a a real depression that accompanies that as a man and for me as a as a man who's considered I always considered myself pretty vital it just crushed me and 
any cardiologist or people that deal with the heart, they'll tell you, yeah, you know, a year after surgery, get ready because it's going to hit you. And again, I think this is where we really need faith. We really need something to hold on to because when your own body fails you, uh, you know, good Lord, what are you going to do? And so there, it's good to have something to hang on to. And that, that's why I've, I've kind of grown into a mentality, into a spiritual feeling that if we were so smart to be able to have all the answers to our own lives, we wouldn't need God. But we're not that smart. And we're, we're certainly very uh, fragile emotionally and physically sometimes. And so, uh, once again, the Lord is there to help us through our lives. Once again, the influence of Randy American fast food Stonehill can be seen in this next song that Kenny wrote to kind of poke fun at the foods we choose to eat and the reasons why we eat them. But it also fits in with the last interview segment as the first line of the song says, my heart rate's jumping, my blood pressure's high. With a special appearance from one of the top studio musicians in Nashville, Jerry McPherson on slide guitar. Here's a tasty, tuneful treat for your taste buds. Bon Appetit.
once again, Kenny Marks pulling out all the stops to show he can rock with the best of them on that last track. But Kenny can also show his softer side as he does on a song called Say a Prayer for Me Tonight, which was written for Richard, who he met while on tour in 1986. Here's Kenny to tell the rest of the story. We were on the road. Again, this was on the East Coast, my band and I, and we flew into Philadelphia and we were going to kick off, I think it was an 18-city tour. And it was in Philadelphia we hooked up with our sound and lighting crew that was going to travel. I think it was a three-week journey with us. The very first night, one of the lighting guys, his name was Richard. I remember I sang at Eastern College, a pretty prominent uh, Christian school on the East Coast. And after the concert, Richard came up to me and said, Kenny, I've never heard your songs before. I'm going to be running lights for you guys. This stuff is powerful. He goes, I've never known anything about Christian music. And I said, well, Richard, we're going to have a good time. It's going to be great. I'm glad you're on the crew. And he said, but can I ask you something? And this was the very first concert. And I said, yeah, sure. What, what's up? He said, he goes, would you say a prayer for me tonight? And I said, yes. And I called some of the guys in the band over. And I said, this is Richard. He's going to run our lights. He's going to be with us uh, for this tour uh, he's asked for prayer. Let's pray for him. Let's pray for all of us. We're starting on this journey together, and we prayed. Well, over the next three weeks, I learned that he had been in the Navy. I learned that he had had a rough life. He had abandonment issues from his family. He was uh, dealing with a lot of depression and sadness. I rode in the big truck with him uh, one leg of the journey, and we talked, and we listened to music. He was a songwriter, and he wanted to play me some of his stuff. And Well, uh, Next thing you know, the 18 concerts were done. We had done our work. It was time to come back to Nashville. Came back to Nashville, and the very next night, I got a call from a youth director who we had worked with on the East Coast, and he said, Kenny, I got some really sad news for you. And I said, well, what? He said, do you remember your new friend Richard, the lighting guy on the tour? I said, yeah. He says, well, he committed suicide last night. Well, the only thing I am could immediately remember was what he first said to me, say a prayer. Say a prayer for me tonight. So the song, Say a Prayer for Me Tonight, was written from a true real-life story of a young man who just felt so empty and sad, and it was overwhelming. And that story has been told all over the world uh, to people who may feel like, you know, it's all over for them. And I think the last verse of the song really says it best that you know we never know someone's heart we never know how they feel so let's be sensitive to each other let's be open to taking the risks to to be a real friend i mean i think facebook is great i've got a ton of friends on facebook and that's a, a great tool but being a real friend is certainly a very deep thing and as christians let's reach out to people who need god's love let's take a risk and try to you know open a window of of god's love to them and let them know it and so say a prayer for me tonight became kind of an anthem and i think it was one of the first songs of its type to be written about suicide and uh, touched a lot of people worldwide richard's life was lousy since he was 17 when he finished high school he loaded trucks and pumped some gas Thought the Navy would help him get smart 
What he got was a broken heart But on the day we met I'd have sworn that he was alright But he said, say a prayer for me Circle. 
Welcome back. As we come to a close, I want you to know that I consider it a real privilege to be bringing you the stories and songs from the Jesus music world of the 70s and 80s, along with fresh interviews with some of your favorite artists of the day. What's amazing to me is that I have listeners around the USA and scattered countries around the world, such as Argentina, Scotland, Australia, Afghanistan, Japan, China, and not long ago, I received my first emails from a listener in Chile, as well as the Netherlands. Reaching around the world with classic music that's all about Jesus. I know we couldn't do it without prayer, as Kenny just sang, and I want to ask you to continue to pray for me because the Father hears and responds. I'm absolutely assured of that. We must never tire of asking in faith, believing. Prayer is not begging. It's conversational, relational, and He loves to hear us pray. It delights His heart. Prayer is also thanksgiving, proclaiming God's goodness, His faithfulness, His never-changing love. And prayer is being still and listening, then meditating on what He's impressed on your spirit and If he asks you to do something, obey. If you'd like this kind of programming to continue, I can't do it without your support. We're entirely listener-supported. Entirely. So you can't imagine how anything you send helps out. Recently, all the website costs for domain hosting and web presence, email, and all that came due, and it was a hefty bill. But thankfully, one of my listeners, Stan Moore, had just sent support that made it possible at the last minute to pay that bill and keep us going. Now, maybe you really want to help. Listen, it doesn't matter how large or small the gift is. It adds up. So if you're moved to do so, go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. There's a PayPal button as well as a mailing address for whatever you feel led to do. And thanks. We now come to our last visit with Kenny Marks on this special edition of Full Circle. You might remember the last episode of this show when we featured the four Johnny and Jeannie songs of Kenny's at the close of that program. Well, my next track was written as a response to one of those songs, as Kenny explains right now. Another song, which was a number one song for me, called Make It Right, Fall in Love with Jesus Tonight. Somehow... That song became so powerful because it connected the, the human love we share with each other with God's incredible ability to step into our lives, into our human love situations, and turn it to good. Uh, in the story of Johnny and Jeannie, there was so much conflict and trouble and heartache. Well, Make It Right kind of was the answer to that. Make It Right, fall in love with Jesus tonight. You know, every guy wants a girl, every girl wants a boy, you know. Of course, God made us with our desires to be with each other, but make it right and and fall in love with Him so that our human relationships will make sense. With his biggest hit that was the title track from his album that landed in the number one spot on August 24th in 1987, for a total of 16 weeks, here's Kenny Marks and Make It Right. Every boy wants a girl Every girl wants 
Make it right. Kenny Marks, my special guest on this episode of Full Circle. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. 
Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.